everybody. Welcome to the Everyday Riches Show. My name is Barbara Ellison and I am one of the hosts here at the Everyday Riches. And you know what? I'm on a mission to make happiness the norm rather than the exception, because I believe that each and every one of us deserves to lead a happy, healthy, financially free, abundant life. And that is what this show is all about. So I want to introduce you to my co-host. Hi, everybody. I'm Jason Tracy, and I believe that through our biggest vulnerabilities, through our biggest struggles, create our biggest opportunities to create our differentiators. And I also believe that each one of us has a beast inside. And my mission, my purpose in life is to help as many people as possible uncage that beast. Everyday riches is about finding those riches in the everyday life. Yeah, bad stuff happens to all of us. We don't get to choose what happens to us. We don't get to choose the villains and the circumstances that happen to us. We get to choose, though, how we arrive and what attitude we have. If you're looking for bad things, you're going to find them. But we get to adjust our mindset and find the riches that are in our everyday. And to me, that is what our show is all about. Isn't that the truth? Like, for me, it's I want this show to help people to be the best ever version of themselves. You know, that confident, energetic, no-nonsense kind of person who just goes on in spite of the tragedies and the things that do go on in our lives. And that, has, as you said, Jason, we can find the, the beauty in the everyday miracles that are there. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Everyday Riches Show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Everyday Riches Show. I'm Barbara Ellison, and it's just, I am so grateful that you are here this morning. And if you're on Spotify, hey, welcome to the show. We are so having fun with putting this out onto Spotify. And it's like, yeah, this is where the mat. We were just talking this about this little conversation. This is where the magic happens. And you are going to hear the things that you need to hear today. And that can be those little nuggets, those little everyday miracles that all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can use that. And that is where the, it, it, just, it just happens. So hi, Jason. How are what you doing? What is up? I am doing fantastic today. So yeah, I'm excited to dig in. I, I, um, you always bring on such amazing guests. So I'm, I'm really uh, interested to hear about Sarita and her story. And I always love asking the question, how did you two meet? On LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. LinkedIn. That seems to be the theme with Barbara Sarita. She meets everybody on LinkedIn. So I'll yep. be right back. Okay. 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 Yep. Hey, this is one of the beauties of this show, Sarita. Just it's all good. <laughs> and you know, isn't this absolutely the truth? Life happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we can get interrupted. And this morning, I'm, you know, I'm. Just, I think I told you, I'm taking this thing on uh, positivity, a positivity yes. class. Yeah. You know, because like there's IQ, which is your intelligence, and, and there's, there's EQ. EQ. There's EQ, which is your emotional intelligence. And EQ well, is ways more has more weight in it than IQ, because EQ, EQ overcomes IQ. Overcomes it doesn't matter how smart you IQ. are. And then there, now there is PQ. Okay. The PQ is the positive, your, your positive quotient. And one of the things that I am just absolutely loving about it is that they have broken down all the data that 
into three things that impact your positivity. The saboteurs that are in your head, those are all your negative voices that are beating you up right now. And, if, and, and there's no, nobody on the planet that does not have those negative voices. But they have, they have really broken it down that there is your overall judge, but then there's your nine saboteurs yeah. that go in. And those are all the things that make you do the stuff that you're doing. Well, then on the other side of that is your sage which is the one that says, okay, Barb, you know, let's, let's, let's get it together here and let's not get this so out of proportion and all your positive things. Well, your sage has five powers and that's what I'm learning. Don't know them all yet. I'm just learning them. But then in the middle is there is your brain, your brain command. You have, and we, you and I talk about it all the time that all of us have the, have the choice. Yeah. So you can either stay in the negative and it's kind of like putting your hand on a hot stove and not expecting to get burned. Yeah. Well, your hand is on the stove. Take your hand off the stove. And in that, you know, a friend of mine, she does a thing in, in seven seconds, you can decide to take your hand off the stove and go to the positive side. So you can choose and one of the examples that just always comes to mind, are you stuck in traffic? You're now running late for a meeting. <laughs> yeah, this has happened to me uh, a few times in the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? You can either sit there and get so stressed out that by the time you get to the meeting, you are, a, you are just like a basket case. Or you can say, you know what? Hey, I'm, you know what? There's nothing I can do about this. I'm just going to enjoy the fact that I'm sitting here listening to music. In my case, I listen to gospel music. So, oh, I can just sit there and praise. Or I can say, you know what? Gee, what can I use this time to be better prepared? Can I, can I call somebody to have them take the, start the meeting for me? Or can I uh, just say, hey, you know what? Gee, what can I do to make to shorten what I'm going to be pre presenting or whatever it is? You can use that time to be creative. It is your choice. So that's what that's what I am learning in this positive, this positivity and in positivity intelligence. It is fascinating. <laughs> oh, I am loving it. You're going to be hearing more about it. So hi, Sarita. Don't hi. you? life happens it's oh, all good i'm used to it <laughs> exactly and you and i had you a feeling i was like i said i bet you she gonna probably wake up i was like i'm prepared i'm prepared yep. no frustrations yep. here Super <laughs> awesome. and isn't that absolutely a life lesson that's exactly what jason oh, and I yeah. were talking about we things happen you can mm -hmm. get stuck in traffic you can you can have to go and do something with your child with me my cat appears Mm -hmm. All right, Sarita, but I am going to tell on myself. One day, Jason and I, and Jason was saying just this absolutely profound statement. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a virtual background. Yeah, my yeah. cat was playing with my virtual background. Uh -oh. So my background was sinking. Well, I could, I was seeing it sink. Jason was seeing it sink. He was saying something really profound. I was laughing. <laughs> and it was like okay so now i've left room for her to get in so mm -hmm. that, that's why sometimes she it's like she knows when i'm on zoom 
And so it's like, yeah, and I'm life happens. Out. And yeah. so that's one of the things. This show is very kind of like, oh, let's just go with it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, Jason, you have to introduce introduce yourself again. I think we already did. I'm good. All right. Okay. Then Sarita, hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you guys? <laughs> Doing good. Well. Good. So I'm interested to know more about you. I, I Barbara always invites incredible people on. Um, I saw that you do massage and that you're a speaker in. A mom in, yes. I want to, I want to know more about you and your story. Okay. So like you already said, I am a massage therapist. I always had license because uh, we're not taken seriously. Some of us not, or, you know, some people don't understand what massage therapy is, but I always reference license because I'm a professional and it's something that I worked hard for. Uh, it's something that I literally had to face my fears and go into because uh, actually being on this platform is huge to me because I have always been someone that I don't know it was this fear about people you know just coming before people opening my mouth and speaking so uh, that's that's what I do I'm a massage therapist I am also an author uh, I started writing my book actually during the time I was working at the medical center and I was literally reminded um, in prayer by the Lord, like whatever happened to your dreams, you know, yeah, you're this, this massage therapist. Yeah, this is uh, you're walking in purpose. But what about your dreams and your goals that you had since you were a kid? So I was like, you know what, let me write my book. So I ended up publishing my book actually in 2018 uh, and self-published actually. And it's called Transformation from Rejection to Deliverance, which is literally about my life. It's an autobiography about my life and how I overcame many obstacles. Uh, I definitely consider myself as an overcomer. Uh, my heart definitely has been transformed. So I reveal a lot of that in my book as well as a business owner, right? <laughs> so I have these different levels and different parts of me. I actually, when I was working at the medical center, it's just something that the uh, miracles and everything was happening there. I had patients who were rooting me on as I was getting my license. They were like, hey, Sarita, you should start your own business. And I'm like, you know, I never thought about that I wanted to do something small I wasn't thinking big like you know operating a, a business so I actually did start my business and my business had been running for five years I'm currently rebranding actually going back to uh, a vision that I had about where I wanted my business to go so I will catch you guys up on that soon awesome. as well as inspirational speaker uh, like I shared with you guys before, I prefer to be a writer. That was it. My dream has always been to be an editor of a big time editorial magazine. Okay. This was my dream as a, a, as a teenager, even as I went to college. So uh, I'm just very excited. I was able to push past that fear of speaking and actually really walk into my dreams and my goals. So that's some things about me that you guys should know. That's incredible. And we talk about all the time on the show, me and Barbara talk about it. You're probably about to say the same thing, Barbara, of like yep. how our dreams come back. You know, like we've always had this purpose. And we've talked, 
talk about always wanting to write a book and uh, that's something that we've always had or um, when I was in school I was I wanted to either be a psychologist or a sports journalist and now I find myself doing a combination of those things in my coaching yeah. I'm working on all mindset and psychology uh, and then I'm creating content I'm doing podcasts I'm you know I'm getting out there and marketing but I'm most of that is writing headlines and writing strong strong copy right is and that's yes. that's tying into that journalism so to see you do that same thing where you take your experiences and your in your hardship and then you create a book you didn't necessarily become a an editorial uh um uh uh big editor, time uh, editor right for editorial in new york or anything like that but you found your own path and you're creating your own name and your own legacy which is even cooler and my minor is actually in journalism too. So to even awesome. share with you guys, I have my bachelor's in English. So I did complete five years of college with my minor in journalism. So somewhere down the line, I definitely, actually my vision was to be a teacher, be a middle school teacher, because I was born in a family full of teachers. Okay. So in my mind, that's that's what I was used to seeing is that we have all these teachers, they're barely making it pay, but I could still work on my dreams and be a writer, you know, be an author. So that was my dreams and my goals, actually, before I had children. Yeah. So what happened? So what happened, and to be honest with you guys, before I had my son, I was undecided. I was undecided on my path of uh, actually when I was receiving my degree. I did, uh, I did enter into the English program. My love always been for writing and been for English and, and specific reading books, which I'm back to doing again. And it, it's just like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know what path I wanted to take. So it was like when I had my son, it was more so like, okay, Sarita, you got to get it now. You know, <laughs> my son is here. I have to really, really think about what my purpose is. And of course, it didn't come to me right away. <laughs> my focus was surviving. If uh, I have anybody on here that's single mothers and even single fathers who understand when you have a dream and a vision that is for you. But when you have children, it's like, okay, how do I, you know, maneuver between that? And uh, just to go a uh, long story short, I had my first opportunity before I uh, left where I was at. So I actually attended NIU and I had a choice whether to stay down there or to come back to Chicago where I reside in now. And I had an opportunity to write for a bridal magazine and I had just had my son. He was, uh, I think like 10 months old and I had to make the decision. Do I want to accomplish this dream and this goal while being a single mother with no support down here? Or do I want to just go back home, have the support and just little by little work on that goal and that dream? Not saying that that was over for me, but at least I had another plan. So I was introduced to being an editor or actually freelance writing is what they call it. And I turned that down for the sake of family. It was like, you know, I want to put my family first. Yeah, these dreams and goals are important to me. But now that I have a son, I need to really focus on him right now. And we'll see where it all leads up. So that's, that's how it happened for me. 
That is so cool. So, so tell me about some of the experiences you had that inspired the book. Um, what inspired my book is like I told you guys at the beginning was the desire to write the desire to write and tell my story at eight years old. I've already known, like I wanted to be author. I knew I had the desire to write, even though I battled with reading comprehension. That was the whole other thing. Like, you know, the very thing I love to do, it was an area I needed to work on. Wow. And I did accomplish that when I went to college, but it took some time to get there. So to realize, you know, I have to write this book and, and not to please anyone. Again, it, it was reminded to me by God. Like literally he told me like, stop dreaming and do it. Many of us, we just, we dream and we yeah. hope and we wish, oh man, if I was younger and I would definitely tell you guys, I did have another opportunity after I had my son. And this is when my eyes were really open. I had an opportunity to write for a team magazine. And like you shared, as a sportscaster, uh, journalism, mine is actually focused on life, focused on life and health. So we wrote in relationships. So we wrote about relationships and um, I did. And I was just so excited. And I'm like, this, this is what I like to do. I like to talk about things that we go through every single day that some people are either scared to talk about, mm -hmm. afraid to share, afraid to be judged. And actually it's all in my book. I opened up and talked about all my relationships. I was very transparent about my processes. And uh, I, I remember I, I had to be in my twenties and I thought to myself, once I had my first publication since high school, actually, but it was written by me, I was like, this is too big for me. You know, I'm a single mother. I am trying to raise my son. But then this, this dream, this, this opportunity came before me. And it's like, no, nah, I'm too old. I started disqualifying myself in my head. You know, I didn't even say it vocally. I said it in my head. I said, I'm mm -hmm. too old. I said, uh, I have a child now. So again, I had to pull, put off my dreams and visions again, just simply because I felt like I was too old. I felt like this was something I should have done in college. You mm -hmm. know, in, in your mm -hmm. mind, it definitely takes you back to a place of disqualifying yourself. So I did. I disqualified myself and I found myself working at different jobs. I was not, I, I was just not at a good place. But my book actually helped me to really understand who I was. Mm. Because when you write, and I thought, you know, as I write, as I wrote my book, I'm sorry, as I wrote my book, I started realizing some things about myself. I was like, I thought I was writing this for other people. <laughs> you know? It got to awesome. me like, you know, oh, goodness. Like, I really, my heart was not good. I'm like, man, and I'm currently battling. And to be honest, I wrote my book and was still battling. I was still, you know, battling rejection with rejection. I was still battling with self-criticism, self-hate. And I was just like, but you want me to write this book? And I'm currently struggling. And I literally heard like, it's accountability for you. 
So that's what my book did for me. It was accountability for myself that if I don't tell my story, I am forfeiting other lives. I'm mm. forfeiting other purposes and other people who have dreams and visions like me, you know? Incredible. Absolute nuggets. Because that's I, know, exactly I, went to, I know I went to real deep there. We <laughs> love it, yeah. But that's exactly what Jason and I, what this show is about. Because mm -hmm. it's those nuggets that people need to hear. Because so often, and we talk about this all the time, so many people think they're the only ones that are feeling this way. Yeah. They're the only ones that struggle. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, and oh, well, they're, they're, they're too big. Their life is so this grandiose life or whatever it is. And oh, they did, you know, they, it's just, yeah, no, everybody struggles. Everybody and, struggles. I love how you're saying that. I love yeah. how you saying that because that's how I felt. And that's what my book yeah. did for me. It when when um I had my readers come forward, they said, Sarita, when I read your book, I saw myself. And that's literally exactly. what it was about. That's killer. You know, for them to see themselves and realize do do I need to change or do I rather stay the same? Right. So that was yeah. 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 What's like, the name of your book again? Transformation. What did, what did you say about transformation? What's the name of your book again? Transformation from rejection to deliverance. Yeah. Uh, and, a good you know, time and to plug it for people listening right now uh, that are like, I need to pick this up. <laughs> and it's on Amazon too. Yeah. Okay. And you know, and if you'll send us the links to read it, we'll put it out on the show notes. We'll so do. That people, okay. So that people can look at it. But that's exactly what happens to people. I know for me, when my husband passed away mm. and... I and I realize now I can look back now and go, gee, you know what? I was the, you know, all the labels that I had put on myself of being a daughter and then being a wife and then being a mother and then being divorced. And then, you know, so I was a failure and then being a, a wife again. So I was a success and then being a grandmother and a business owner. And now I'm a widow. All these titles, right? And all then, these things. Yeah. Who is Barbara in all of mm -hmm. that? And I had no idea. No idea. I can't relate to that. I've, that's the same thing with me. All these titles, and you're oh, like, man. "Who am I?" That that was the year I actually came out of 2021. Yeah. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I within what I and and lots of times when I work with, especially guys, you know, Jason, I love you, but sometimes <laughs> when you're working with guys, is who are you? And Jason has got this, has nailed this in most cases. I mean, we all have, we all do work. Yeah. However, but who are you within what you do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many men have no clue. No clue. No clue. Because all of their identity is wrapped up in what they do, how they make their titles. Yes. Their oh, title. That's so true. Guys, who are you within are you? what you do? And yeah. it's just amazing to me when I say that to people and they look at me with utter blank <laughs> and they're yeah. blank because they don't know okay then this is what we need to find out who are exactly. you and then because what happens so often and we've said this so often sometimes you know the guys and and, and women do it too but i find men do it more yeah. um, that they are climbing the corporate ladder they get to the top and realize that that corporate ladder is leaning against the wrong building Mm -hmm. and they are just they're unfulfilled they're not passionate they're wondering what am i doing and now they yeah. have spent 30 years 
and have no idea who they are. Yes. Well, and that's what is popularly termed, termed as the midlife crisis. And it's like and another shaming crisis. tool. Like in, in the where, where men come in, it is like that, um, the vulnerability, right? Uh, so many that's men are afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah, um, I was on when I was talking about my, uh, doing the podcast with Re the other day, and there were several times I cried in that episode. And she was like, "This is I've never had a man on my on my podcast that's been comfortable enough to cry." And I'm like, "This is just me." So when you talk about I I I'm my business. I'm this you know you see me in my logo and everything else. However, I don't even have a title really. I it's more or less be, my business has become me, or my my business has been shaped around who I am more or yes. less. Your identity, right? My identity, you know, and again, even starting the business, I was like, I know I want to be off work at a certain time. I want to be done with business at a certain time because I want to coach my son's sports. I want to be there for him when he's out of the boss. I want to have the support. I want to have family time, uh, you know? So if there's something that somebody says, hey, can you be at my event at seven o'clock? I know that there has to be a high price on that in order to take that time away you know like I'm not going to chase that because I, I I know what my values are I know who I am and I've yeah. built my business around that personality yeah yeah and that's called boundaries right yeah, yeah absolutely but so many people don't set those boundaries and again yes. you talked and about all of a sudden you wake up and you found you put your ladder next to the wrong building right mm -hmm. and you don't you find Jason so often people don't think or they don't realize or they don't even know that they can set boundaries that they yeah, don't absolutely. have to be attached to their phone 24 7 no you don't you don't like with me the last time a friend of oh, mine well my my girlfriend that was my original co-host and she was tragically killed last year oh. and that's when jason and i started this show together and one day she said to me she said barb you have to go three days without your phone Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Barb, you need to just turn off your phone. And so I had to on so it was like, all right, I'm going to be gone for the weekend, turning off my phone. So on Friday, I sent everybody, "Hey, I am unplugging for the weekend. Don't call me. Don't, I'm unplugging and I'm not going to answer my phone. I'll put turn my phone back on on Monday morning at nine o'clock. Self-care. <laughs> it was absolutely an amazing weekend. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was so freeing. The only thing I used my phone for, because I read books on my phone. That was the only thing I was allowed to do, was I mm -hmm. could read my books. And I and I and you know how you always think, oh, I don't have time to read this. Oh, this is a great book. I can't I don't have time to read this. Well, guess what? I read almost the whole weekend. It was so mm -hmm. it was so freeing. Yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't at somebody else's beck and call. The first time and I did that I... was when I got married and we yeah. went to go, we took a, a week long, just a uh, trip up north. And I turned, I told everybody, I'm not answering emails. I'm deleting my email. I'm deleting social media, everything. And that week long, I didn't have any of that stuff on my phone. And when I got back, so many people commented, oh my God, you look younger. Oh my God, you're so filled with energy. It was such an incredible reset that now it's a practice that I do once a year, at least when we go out of town or we do something, it's like all that stuff is off because no matter what you do, if that stuff, that email is there, you could, you could be having a, a day with the family and all of a sudden you get an email that you're all of a sudden thinking about. And I know, you right. know there's certain things that will come in that your mind is running and thinking about it. And all of a sudden you're not there with your family. Right. 
because you're right. distracted. You're distracted. Yeah. It's like distracted driving. Well, mm -hmm. your life, if you do, if you let it, yeah. you will be distracted so distracted living. in your yeah, life sure. that all of a sudden, 20 years have gone by and who, who are you within what you do? And you don't know. So, yeah. And I wanted to say hi again. <laughs> How old is she? How old is my son? He's 12. 12. Okay. Mm -hmm. you said, and how, then how old is Anna? Anna is seven months now. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> They're in charge at that point. It's a big, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, big, yeah. I know my kids are five years apart and that, but now they're the best of friends because now they're in their 40s. But yeah. So, but, but it's true. It's life is, life is just, it's the ups and downs of life. It's, it's, and we always talk about too, is that 90% of life is not what happens to you, but how you react to what happens to you. Uh -huh. So it's that 10% that floors you, mm -hmm. let it go. If you can't exactly. do anything to change it, let it go. Exactly. So. I agree with you yeah. on that. And just be prepared for the unknown. Mm -hmm. I, I come from a place of planning everything. I am a planner. I am an organizer. So, and I was sharing this with my sister. I said, I'm not the type of person, like I start my day and we, you know, just do whatever. I have to have a plan, which is good. <laughs> However, you have to be prepared for what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Not saying you think you're negative, but at least it won't be a surprise to you. Like mm -hmm. I said earlier, I had a feeling. I was like, my daughter's probably going to end up waking up. And I kept saying, no, she's not. No, she's not. I'm going to get through this. Yes. <laughs> she's not, you know, just constantly just trying to, you know, decipher between my, you know, in my mind, like, no, I'm going to get through this. So I had to realize that even if she does wake up, I'm going to get through this. Right. I'm not going to panic. Exactly. And, and like you said, that's just everyday life. You know, mm -hmm. you have something planned whether, you know, you want to start your business or whatever, and then life happens. Yeah. Like us ladies, we have children. Right. Men, you know, you probably want to change your career or whatever it is. And something just happens all of a sudden, even death, you know, we're in a mm -hmm. time where we're losing a lot of people, especially with shootings and different things like that. We don't know what's going to happen when we leave our homes. So we definitely have to prepare our minds and our hearts to I feel like just living they say live your best life but I'm not talking about just throwing your life away but living your best life meaning living in your purpose and your dreams your goals your aspirations and work on a little by little every day I realized even as a parent of two two children that everything is not going to happen overnight it's just not even though you see it, even though, you know, you dream it, whatever it is, it's just not going to happen overnight. It's really mm -hmm. impossible for that to happen. And that's what we live in now is a microwavable society. And especially with social media, you know, you look at people, they're like, oh my goodness, they're doing this, they're doing that. You have copycats, you know, yeah. you have people that, and I'm going to tell them myself, I've always been a people pleaser. So when I see how everybody else getting all these likes and shares, and I'm like, I'm not getting anything. What is this? But is I had this? to realize yeah. I had to have a change of heart. Like if I put something out, whoever receive it, receive it. Absolutely. Rob knows on uh, LinkedIn, when I put something out, 
you know, it's up to you to receive. It's up to you. And I even had someone tell me they was offended by something I said. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I did it from the heart. You know, I did it from experience. And if it offended you, I'm sorry. You know, it it wasn't my intention. So when I, whatever I put out, I do it, like you said, with a purpose. Uh, Facebook and definitely Instagram. I don't do it on LinkedIn because I look at it as more of a professional like type of platform. Fallacy, fallacy. <laughs> no, LinkedIn is the place to 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 open up to talk about healing, talk about uh, personal development. Like that's where that's that's where I enjoy being the most in opening yeah. up and talking about those vulnerable topics. And the vulnerable topics are the ones that get the most. The most. And I uh, see exposure. that. I actually, when I had my daughter, I was I was battling in my head like do I want to post this on here? Like, this is a business type of, you know, platform. And I posted it and you guys, I went viral. Viral. Actually, I didn't. My daughter went viral. Viral. (laughs) That I posted. She was just born on this day. On on November 3rd, I posted her pictures and just went viral. I had all kinds of comments. And like you said, I was like, wow, I didn't know, you know, people on here were interested yes. in knowing about my personal life. So yeah, it's, people it's what know brings people. it all together. Right. It's to me, LinkedIn, okay, it used to be this black and white as far as resume and it was so business. And I remember even when I first started on LinkedIn, there'd be people that wouldn't connect with you if they didn't know you. And first off, I'm like, why would you be on a social media platform to meet new people and then reject people that want to connect with you that you don't know? If yeah. you don't grow your network and you just keep them to the people that you know, why be on a social media platform? Just stay with the people you know. Go hang out with them at the water that. cooler, like you know, or whatever event. So that's crazy to me. But that was way back when. Now it's a completely different platform. And mm-hmm. I've met Barbara, it's the running joke. I when I ask her who how she met one of our guests, she's like, I'm LinkedIn. And it's because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are so many incredible people on LinkedIn. And, and when you yeah. start posting the content, when you start posting mm-hmm. your content, your tribe will come in yeah. and, and they'll be there. And uh, so you'll get, I think you'll get more exposure at, even on LinkedIn than what you get on Facebook and Instagram. Because Facebook Honestly, and Instagram, yes. Yes. you're battling so much. Here's a, here's a crazy stat. There's like, uh, was it 80 billion or uh, 58 58 million people, users on LinkedIn, and only 3 million people are creating content on a weekly basis. Mm. So 80% of, of LinkedIn users are there on LinkedIn to, to, to get content, to, right. to, to grow personally, professionally, uh, a lot of personal, personal growth within that. And there's only 3 million people that are actually posting that content. Mm-hmm. On LinkedIn, or I'm sorry, Facebook, Instagram, everybody's posting content. You're competing with. I was going to say they're posting every day. Every I day. Sometimes two like, or three or four times a day. Yeah. Yes. I was like, what kind of life? Where's their life at? Like, do they have a life? Yeah. Or, you know, so yeah. I just post when I can yeah, and I not yeah. let it pressure me. So, yeah, I love how you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like so, Jason and I, we, I think I had reached out to you and just, you know, Hey, you know, we're like, we were, I think we were, I think we're in one of the same groups or whatever. It doesn't matter. And here we are a year later. And I'm so grateful because out yeah. of that came this show. This is the craziest thing, Sarita, is I, she was, you were doing the personality 
you're the personality yeah. pro and you had this personality test. And she reached out to me because apparently I filled out this personality test. She messaged me and she was like, hey, I do not remember to this day filling out that personality test. I have no clue. Um, I, I, I did it again just to see if I remember <laughs> doing it. I have no clue. But somehow Barbara had my results and reached out to me and we connected. And here we are a year and a half later. <laughs> and that story in itself is absolutely an amazing story because Jason was going to come on. My girlfriend, Pat and I, we did this show. Mm -hmm. And so he was going to be our guest. And for whatever reason, now we know it was meant to be, but for whatever reason, he couldn't come on. He couldn't right. connect. And we just said, oh, well, come on next week instead. And so that was fine. Well, that weekend, my girlfriend was tragically killed in a oh, car accident. Yeah. And I sent a thing to, uh, to Jason. Oh, Jason, I just can't, you know, I can't do the show. Well, that Tuesday morning, I realized that Pat would be horrified if I canceled the show. Uh, <laughs> you, you just, you pick yourself up and you go on. Yeah, and so yeah. I sent Jason a message and said, gee, Jason, are you still willing to come on and just be the co-host and we'll just talk about the fact of what's happened? And so we did. We did a thing on uh, uh, the whole show was pretty much on loss. How do people handle loss? A wow. huge subject, a huge subject. Well, so then I said at the end of the show, I said, OK, Jason, we come on next week and just be my co-host again next week because I just have I'm still reeling from Pat's death. And will you bring a guest? He went, mm -hmm. oh, okay, so I'm going to let Jason pick up the story now. <laughs> so I, the guy, I, 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 just out of the blue, so he's a friend of mine. He lives 20 minutes from me. Um, Barbara's in the Chicago area. I, we've never met in person, but I, there's this one guy who stuck out in my head, and I'm like, I feel like for some reason Barbara and Dan would really connect well together. And so I'm going to reach out to Dan and ask him if, uh, if, if he wants to come on the show. In the meantime, Dan shoots me a Facebook message and says, hey, I saw you were on this podcast last week with Barbara Ellison. How in the world do you know her? He's like, I'm racking my brain in the Venn diagram of things of how our worlds have connected. Because Dan and Barbara have been in this meditation group for a long time and they've known each other. And so this one guy that I thought out of the billions of people in the world that I could have thought of, I think of this one guy and Barbara and Dan know each other. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> I surprised I'm like okay amazing Dan I, you're, I'm not even going to tell Barbara that you're coming on um and I surprised Barbara with Dan coming on our episode so <laughs> awesome. crazy. you know and it's no, so no, that, no. those are the synergies that happen on LinkedIn mm. you never know who you're going to talk to yeah so yeah and it's, uh, you know, you just, and talking to people is how your, how your business grows, yeah. how your, how your life changes, transforms because people bring variety and just all sorts of fun things into your life. Yes. When you, when you're open to them. Yeah. I actually, I realized after having my daughter, like you guys share, I had so many opportunities so many speaking opportunities I had to say no to because my healing actually to me and at the time was very important. Mm -hmm. But like you said on LinkedIn, you have so many opportunities. You connect with some amazing people. And if it wasn't for me to not get in my own way, 
I probably wouldn't be on here today, you know. I kept yeah. using excuses like, oh, I just had my baby and uh just even be transparent. Right. I didn't want to do any speaking engagements, you know, now that I have a, a baby and like you guys are hearing her babbling and yes. you know in the background. Right. But like Barbara said, it's life, it's what happens. Life. You gotta yep. push through it. Yeah. And so I was like, uh and because and you really did funny. resist for a minute right really funny because i I hadn't talked to you for some time barbara and i was like well maybe the speaking engagement is off and you contacted me and i was like oh you you said are we still gonna do it i'm like oh (laughs) yeah you know because she said yeah i think because sometimes and i know and i say this is sometimes you have to say yes before you your brain has a chance to say no. Say no. Mm-hmm. Because your mind, and this is what I'm doing now. I'm going through a journey of cleansing my mind. Cleansing. Because it's the very thing that can enslave you. Not yes. what people say so much, not what people do to you, but your own mind. Your own mind will talk you out of doing things that may be beneficial for you. Uh, maybe you're not your best interest and yeah I have to cleanse my mind how am I going to be this peacemaker right tell everybody to trust in God to believe in God and things are going to happen for you but in my mind right I'm battling you know I'm trying to figure out who am I I'm trying to figure out if this is what I should do but like Barbara said it's to the point that when, when something happens, when you make decisions, you have to just make a decision. Yes or no? Go for it. Yep. Maybe so. Can yep. I do it? You know, instead of, okay, let me think about it. I have a habit of always saying, let me think about it. Because you're a planner. And, and, um, <laughs> right. And that, that is the, yeah, that's the difficult part of planning because I'm always thinking, always yep. thinking. Now, unless is something that is going to require thinking like starting a business like writing a book you know you do want to take some time out and think about that stuff but when making decisions it's either yes or no yes or no yeah and often we know that but we yeah. being a people pleaser and join the club all all we've talked about this this, this topic <laughs> a lot we've we've been in the people pleasing anonymous club uh you know so um, being a people pleaser, you want to say yes, or you don't want to hurt a feeling or whatever. So yeah. you say maybe, but you know, that's a no, you know, when it comes time to go do it, you don't want to do it. They say do what's in your heart. If it's knowing in your, your heart, heart, just, just don't do it. <laughs> now there are things like, like saying yes to the speaking engagement, for example, you might want to say no, but when you think about it rationally, like, oh, this is a good opportunity to get out and tell my story. Right. Or this is a, this is a good opportunity to move forward. There's a networking event that a few months ago I didn't want to go to just because I didn't want to leave the house, right? And as mm-hmm. extroverted as I am, I was like, I don't, I don't really feel like going and being around a group of people right now. Uh, it, but I did it anyways, and it was beneficial. Yeah. I met a lot of cool people. I, um, I was able to build some relationships out of it that I'm so glad that I went. That's but- great my initial instinct was to say no. So sometimes you have to weigh that out. Is it, am I saying no, because this doesn't align with my values or am I saying no, because it makes me feel uncomfortable? 
Mm-hmm. Does it align with my values, but it makes me feel uncomfortable? If it's in that quadrant, then say yes and do it. Take make mm-hmm. it take an immediate action. If this goes against your values, it's not something that is going to benefit you. You don't. It's not. It's something that your instinct is telling you no. Say no. I love that. Uh, my husband he told me that too. He was like, as a speaker, you you can't be on everybody's platform, and that that yeah. hit hard. Because I felt like if I'm on everybody's platform, then I'm learning, right? But like you said, the key thing, just seeing what you fit in as far as your your um, your purpose, yeah. you know, your goals, what you're trying to accomplish. If that opportunity is not doing that, and especially if it's against your values and your principles, you know, don't even waste your time. You, you know, it's okay to say no to it. But like you said, if you feel like it's an area for you to grow in and to uh, really push harder towards the direction you need to go, then yes, you know, but, um, and I mentioned that because fear can also keep you at a place like, like you Mm -hmm. said, you know, being an introvert, which, you know, I am, my husband doesn't agree. He's like, no, really, I think you're an extrovert, but I'm really an introvert. But I can be an extrovert, meaning if I'm in the house too long, I'm like, I tell my husband all the time, I need to get out the house and get some fresh air. I need to be around some people. Like, I just can't, you know, be in the house looking at the four walls, as they say. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that that is so true, what you said. Let me ask you a question. When you when you're around people do you get energy or do you feel drained when you get home and you have to re like you're then take a sabbatical you want to take a sabbatical and not come out of your house for a while <laughs> i actually get energy and that's what's interesting to be someone that was so fearful of people it's like what why you yeah. know we need each other to make it in this world you know uh it's not about just us like we need that's actually where, like she said, where the magic happens, where the power, you know, comes forward is when you meet with like-minded people who has the same, like similar goals and visions, like you shared earlier, journalism, right? I yeah. can relate to that, you know, I can relate to that profession. So it, you know, you just never know who you know, and you never know who needs to connect with you. I do believe a part of my calling is to bring forth people, you know, out of their comfort zone, out of what they're used to, out of what they have talked themselves out not to do, and just go out there and do it, you know, and not be afraid, especially if if that's something that you want to do. So I really think that's important that you need to connect with other people. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, you know, I just feel like, you know, if you think you're going to do this by yourself, you are definitely setting yourself up. You're setting yourself up for failure. People are our greatest resources and you can't do it by yourself. It it takes a community. It takes having people around you. Just even like what we talked about earlier, to know that you're not in it alone. Yes. And that's what I realized when I wrote my book. Yeah. When I wrote my book, like you said, I was always in that space of doing it alone and to... Before I wrote my book, actually, I am one who journals. You know, I kept personal journal journals as a kid because I felt like nobody would understand me. And, let, and we can talk about that. You scared to meet other people because you you're thinking they're against you. 
if you had experience like bullying or experience, you know, people talking about you and dragging your name in the mud, rumors, which is something I've always faced, you start to categorize other people as that. Mm-hmm. you know and you block yourself out that's what blocks you from networking as well too and healthy relationships because those past experiences right they weren't weren't good you like you know what's the point you don't realize that there are a lot of amazing caring people out there that are ready to they want to see you win they want to see you win <laughs> they want to see you win exactly but they're out there yeah and it's just a matter really of being open to that. Uh, like we talk about all the time is that, I mean, you don't know what you don't know until someone else tells you something that you don't know. Yes. So if you shut yourself off from people, then how are you going to learn anything? Because we only have our own, you know, and our own set ways or our own set way of doing things. It's kind of, I I always go back to the story of this woman that always cut the ends off of a ham Mm -hmm. and had no idea. It was just, that was all, that was just the way it was always done. Mm -hmm. And Jason um, did a thing on me the other, a few weeks ago with the gorilla. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That was huge. I was like, oh my stars. Yeah. I totally missed the gorilla. <laughs> and I go back and watch. I've gone back and watched that a couple of times and went, how did I how miss it? How did you miss it? You can never not, not good, see it after yeah. you see it. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a whole exercise on selective focus. And when you're focusing in on one thing, you miss all the other things that are happening around you and all the other opportunities. So if you're focusing on, to your point, bad people that have done you wrong, you're going to find, you're, you're going to self-sabotage relationships. You're going to find exactly. the bad, mm-hmm. the reticular activating system. You're going to find and point out to all the bad things. And you're going to find bad people. When you are, when you're looking for good qualities, when you're, when you know that there's good people out there and you're looking for them based on their values and like you will find those people. Yeah. Like that, that's me. That's a, that's one of the things like Jason always compliments me on bringing you on great guests. Mm-hmm. I'm just I it's not it's not about me bringing on great guests yeah. it's about me just finding people who resonate yeah. and want to come on the show and it turns out that they're a great guest <laughs> <laughs> you know but that's but I also do my due diligence yeah mm-hmm. I talk to them gonna... first I talk to them yeah. first I'm sorry but I will not bring on somebody onto the show that I haven't talked to and had a conversation with because there have been a couple of people that I have done these what I call pre-interviews. Mm, no. <laughs> it's going to be an uncomfortable hour. <laughs> this is, you know, this is uh, not, you know, and and that's okay because yeah. not everybody is on I it's that your energy it's not, it it not really is. Wavelength. It's a synergy. Yeah. The, and there's not the synergy. Jason and I, the very first time we talked, it was like, <laughs> what, an hour? Yeah. He had me on his podcast. We were, I think the, I think the podcast episode was at like an hour and 20 minutes. It was, and we were like stuff, that, yeah. it was like, oh, yeah. for heaven's sakes, we have to stop this episode. <laughs> Because we were just chatting and we were, and it was like, oh, so then I was having him on this, on, on our show and, yeah. and now the rest of history, of course. 
but yeah, find the, find, you'll find your tribe, but you have to be open to it. Yeah. Um, I always say when I post something, I thank everyone who was connected. I just have a habit of doing that. Cause I'm like, I didn't do this by myself. Yes. Right? You know, exactly. My book, I had a whole tribe of, of women and people who published their books already. And, and this is another thing. Jealousy is something else. <laughs> if you're jealous of somebody, like how are you going to have room to connect and see who is doing yes. what you really want to do? And I, I did. I heard from the Lord. He was like, this is not the time to be jealous. You need to support them, right. support them uh, in, they, in their book launches. Cause he was like, you're going to be next. It's just not time yet. So when it was my time, those same people I supported, they, they end up supporting you. me. And yeah. I wasn't looking for that. You have a lot of people that think like that. Well, if, if you don't support me, I'm not supporting you. Like, no, that's not how that works. You support from the heart. And then when it's your turn, then you just sit back and, and just relax and just let everything flow the way it should. I receive right. support. I, and, and on all ends, like how to get my book out, what to do with the process and, and just connect with different people. My business, I share with you guys, it took for a patient to tell me what I was capable of doing. You know, you don't realize what's in you until somebody else points it out who wants to see you win, yeah. you know? Exactly. Oh, you're a great massage therapist. Have you ever thought about starting your own business? Oh, no. Well, here you go. When you get your license, here you go. Start with your shirts. Start with your business card. I wouldn't know anything if it wasn't for someone telling me how to do something. Yep. You know, inspirational speaking, to be honest, I had a friend of mine who asked me about, like, we just had a conversation. Like Barbara said, I am one loving, loving to talk. To, I love to talk to people. And when I was talking to her, she said, oh, you used to talk to yourself when you were living. She was like, you used to do this. She was like, you are a speaker, Sarita. The yeah. very thing I feared. I said, no, I'm not. No, please don't say that. <laughs> and she said, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Ever since you were born, to be this yeah. and you I don't care what you're saying <laughs> you need to get before the people and speak I know you're scared but it's in you Sarita it's been in you since you were a kid and it was like oh wow you know sometimes we don't want to hear something it may pierce <laughs> but <laughs> it was like you know what it it made me think and then my um my uh content uh with my book content, uh, you know, marketing person, she even put on my retractable banner that I'm a public speaker. I said, um, you need to change this because I'm just the author. You add me extra. She's like, Sarita, you can't publish a book without speaking. I said, oh, I've been set up. <laughs> That's exactly. You're at the top of the roller coaster. You're like, you can't get off. It's going down. <laughs> yep. She's like, Sarita, I'm not taking it off to stand on there. I don't care how you feel. You deal with your personal issues later, but you're our public exactly. speaker, whether you like it or not. You're and it was like, okay. <laughs> exactly. but you have a story to tell yes 
I am a storyteller. I consider myself as a narrator. If you know what a narrator is, it's someone when they write something, they put all the details in it. You know, right. they make you really interested in something. And that's literally what my book does. I had someone tell me, as soon as I read your book, I just can't put it down. It's like, I just got to know what's going to happen next, you know? Yep. And that comes from, right. I'm a storyteller. You know, I tell we all stories. have a story. To tell. I and tell people, people that need to time. hear our stories. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sarita, this has been amazing. Jason and I talk about it all the time. We can't believe how how fast the time goes. I'm picking up the book. <laughs> I'm I, looking. I'm like, I can't wait to pick up the book. I'm excited to read your story. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank so, any, so any last words, Sarita? Uh, so my message, uh, I know we talked about a lot. I know you guys are sitting there like, oh my goodness, all of this. But I just want yeah. you to know, don't be afraid to go after your dreams and your goals. No matter where you are in your life, no matter if you're a mother, a father, don't be afraid to do it. Uh, it can hold you. Fear can hold you back, period. It can yeah. paralyze you and it can cause you to really limit yourself, limit your connections, limit networking, limit just meeting other people. Because you never know, whatever you need can be in that other person. You know, you, you don't know who you're, who you're going to meet period. Yeah. So uh, make sure you just be open to doing what you're called to do and figure out your purpose, figure out your purpose. Like I think Barbara shared earlier is if you don't know your purpose, right? You have all these titles like me, right. massage therapist, this, that, and the other. And I became like so honed in on it. Like yeah. I'm this and I'm solid in it. And it's like, no, I'm actually called to so much more. It got right. to the point that on my social media, I was like, what should I put? Should I just put my name? Because literally everything that flows from me is from my name. And it, it doesn't matter like if I'm this business owner or whatever, it's, it's just the title. So as my purpose is an overcomer, period, whatever I go through, I'll use different ways, storytelling, and, and I just be able to encourage people. So find out what your purpose is. And honestly, you can't do that alone. You need the Lord. The Lord is going to reveal your purpose if you ask him. Yeah. And once that happens, everything adds up. He will send the people. Right. He will send the connections. And you just never know like where it will end up and how much you can accomplish. So that's, that's what I want to end with. That's yeah. a beautiful ending. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much Sarita, for coming on. Thank you, you guys are welcome. This has just been, yeah, it, it just is such an important topic. That it is. To, to number one, be yourself and then be open to the opportunities for you to be yourself. That's it. Don't let, don't let others stop you. And don't try to be somebody else. Oh, be. Be celebrate you. you. Celebrate <laughs> being you. I love it. Another All fast right. hour. Fast, yeah. Having you guys. So, right. anyways, okay. Have a good one, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. The everyday rich. Have a so, good one. Have a, have a great, great day. Week. Bye. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.